Hello, this is Mike from Dark Days Radio, and you're listening to A Secret Frequency on the Bridgewater Triangle. Tonight you will be regaled with stories, both fact and possibly fiction, and treated to a plethora of ideas for your horror games. Special thanks to Chris for recommending we cover this peculiar topic. This episode includes content dealing with harmed animals, murder, prostitution, and cults. If you aren't interested in hearing that, just skip ahead to the next episode. And now, on to the horror. It's hard to believe it now, but the Commonwealth of Massachusetts was on its knees in the 1970s. Mills and factories had closed, unemployment was rampant, and racial tensions were boiling over. But with the 80s came the Massachusetts miracle. Computer and biotechnology industries grew rapidly, and prosperity returned. For some. Unfortunately, cities like Fall River and Brockton and their surrounding suburbs were left behind by this miracle. In the 1980s, the desperation of these communities manifested in violence, drugs, and increased reports of the supernatural. Today, 18 cities and towns are located in what has been dubbed the Bridgewater Triangle, but its history stretches back far longer than the 1980s. The Wampanoag people once lived throughout southern New England and were the first to record stories about the bizarre Bridgewater Triangle. A fortress and burial ground was built in Hokamuk Swamp, a name which means place where spirits dwell in the Wampanoag dialect. Their chief deity of death and disease was said to reside in the swamp, and warriors who successfully hunted in the swamps were granted revered status. However, it's impossible to get any more information from the Wampanoag. The last native speaker who could have passed on their oral tradition died in the early 20th century. As Europeans began colonizing Massachusetts, they also began recording bizarre things within the Triangle. Strangely, the first tales were written about rocks, most notably Dighton Rock. Dighton Rock was discovered in the Taunton River in 1680, and this 40-ton sandstone block was covered in early petroglyphs that no one could easily discern. At first, onlookers assumed that the inscriptions were native in origin, but none of the First Nations peoples could read the jumbled pictures and characters. Since then, other theories have emerged from Norse runes, Latin written by Portuguese explorers, uh, Chinese characters dating to 1421, and even ancient Phoenician text. Whatever the case may be, Dighton Rock was eventually excavated and placed in a museum, making way for the now decrepit mills along the Taunton River. Still other stones deal with death. Profile Rock in the Freetown Fall River State Forest has had several sightings, decades apart, of a man sitting with crossed legs and outstretched arms. Solitude Stone, meanwhile, was the site where the body of a missing person was discovered. Strangely though, next to the body, the stone was inscribed, saying, All ye who in future days walk by Nuncatisit stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed. 
Sightings of cryptids increased drastically within the Bridgewater Triangle in the 1970s. UFOs, Bigfoots, Dogmen, and many other things have been reported, particularly around Hockamuck Swamp. Uh, while the more unique uh, Thunderbird has been reported numerous times in the vicinity of Taunton. In Algonquin mythology, of which Wampanoag is a cultural and linguistic subset, the Thunderbird controls the upper world, while the underworld is the realm of the underwater panther or a great horned serpent. The Thunderbird controls lightning, rains, and the storm, a creature with great leathery wingspans. The reports by locals uh, seem to corroborate this, telling of pterodactyl-like creatures flying through the sweltering swamps. The Bridgewater Triangle is also home to a number of terrible acts by mortal man. In Darker Days number 88, we discussed the Fall River Satanic Cult, a motley real-world cult created by a pimp in Fall River to control his prostitutes. Leads during the investigation of this cult brought detectives to Freetown Fall River State Forest, where they found an altar and evidence of mutilated sheep, goats, and cats. Not far from the altar was a crude shack with a tarp roof, uh, which cult members claimed was used for orgies. The Fall River Satanic Cult ringleaders were arrested in 1980 after three cult members were found murdered, but certain threads were left untied. Testimonies allege that a Satanist who led black masses resided in Providence, Rhode Island, but no one was ever identified by the investigation. In 1978, the body of cheerleader Mary Lou Aruda was discovered tied to a tree in the state forest. The police quickly rounded up James Cater of Brockton, uh, who had been previously convicted of a 1967 kidnapping. Cater went to trial for the murder several times. He was convicted three times, but the Supreme Court of Massachusetts overturned the conviction twice. One time, the defense discovered that the police had been suppressing evidence of the satanic cult's operation, which may have been an alternate explanation of the murder. In spite of the Fall River cult's collapse, animal mutilations have continued in the state forest to this day. In 1998 especially, a dozen calves were found slaughtered in the woods. Six months later, on October 26th, a fully adult cow uh, was found butchered in the same spot. Police reports indicated that the carcass was missing its head and three hooves. And before the police could move the carcass a few days later, it had been picked clean of meat by scavengers and predators. Police theorized that the cow had also been drained of its blood. Finally, there have been some hilarious and terrifying items dumped in the Freetown Fall River State Forest. Unsavory businesses used to dump hazardous waste in the Fall River side of the park, while in 2016, an entire boat was found jettisoned in the middle of the forest. One time, animal control had to search the forest for an escaped emu. This only scratches the surface of the bizarre history of the Bridgewater Triangle. There are countless stories and books covering it, but uh, tales of this paranormal legend appear lacking in horror role-playing games. So, how can we use this place with some very real horror 
in a respectful manner. Well, in Werewolf the Forsaken, we have a deeply developed territory right in front of us. The Bridgewater Triangle's paranormal phenomena can represent manifestations of the local people's anxieties. Anxieties feeding spirits powered by the numerous loci in the area. The Boston Unveiled Sourcebook states that most of the loci in Boston, and within its uh, local beltway, are under the control of mage cabals. So Bridgewater Triangle seems like the most logical place for the Uratha to set up shop. Werewolf packs will vie for control of loci at Wakamuk Swamp and the Oxbows of the Taunton River all the while looking over their shoulders, afraid of the predatory balehounds residing in the depths of Freetown State Forest. Speaking of Boston Unveiled, the sole location sourcebook for Image of the Awakening, the Bridgewater Triangle is conspicuously missing from the sourcebook as it focuses on wealthier spooky towns like Salem and Northampton. However, the sourcebook also states that the Ebon Noose, a confederation of mages kept out of the elite magical society, had to seek their power and gnosis in the less tread regions of Massachusetts. Certainly, some of these mages would have been attracted to the strange tales within the Bridgewater Triangle. The Ebon Noose still exists in modern nights, based out of Salem, but they may have kept ancient texts from long-dead mages, texts which hold the key to secrets within the Triangle swamps and stones. The Bridgewater Triangle is no stranger to death. Two of Massachusetts's most violent cities, Fall River and Brockton, lie within the Triangle's boundaries, making it a natural area to explore Wraith the Oblivion in New England. Artistically, the shadowlands of the Bridgewater Triangle may not be lush forests, but barren hills punctuated by twisted locales of painful relics and memories. Where there should be a grove, uh, a circle of wraiths may find a solitary tree surrounded by bloody rope and the decaying flowers placed by a grieving community. In the realms of the living, sin eaters may have their work cut out for them. Many ghosts may reside in Freetown State Forest, confused and unwilling to move on. But as cultists and teenagers continue to terrify with uh, bloodlettings and mutilations in the forest, the ghosts become more violent and agitated, changing the local underworld for the worse. The Unbound, used to social revolution in the realms of the dead, must set their sights on something more mundane, the troubled acts of the misguided living. Of course, what if the animal mutilations are occurring but there is no cult? What if it's a red herring from the Freetown Police Department? After all, no other arrests of a cult have been made since the Fall River Satanic Cult collapsed. And yet, hikers discover more butchered calves and eviscerated cats with each passing year. What could be doing it? In World of the Apocalypse, remaining werewolves of the Red Talon tribe may be hamstrung by the local Guru Council and bound by oath not to harm humans in the woods. However, killing these animals may be a scare tactic of sorts to keep the locals away. However, when the imbued of Hunter the Reckoning enter the state forest expecting to hunt down cultists or maybe a warlock, they may be in for much more than they expected. 
In Palladium Books' Beyond the Supernatural, you can explore the more gonzo paranormal aspects of the Bridgewater Triangle. UFOs, Bigfoot, whatever. Those Thunderbird sightings? Well, maybe they actually are pterodactyls, entering from some prehistoric rift or a geothermally heated chasm at the heart of Freetown State Forest. The Lizardmen within won't be happy with any intrepid explorers entering their realm. In Call of Cthulhu, the Bridgewater Triangle lies close to Lovecraft Country and can provide a fertile area for investigation by Miskatonic University anthropologists, archaeologists, and parapsychologists. Hakamuk Swamp is known for numerous archaeological sites where pottery and arrowheads have sunk into the soft peat and muck. Scholars investigating these, this locale may be in for a bit of a surprise when, amongst the excavations, they find a sealed clay jar. Inside is a book with a bizarre text and, strangely, Latin translations. Further investigation takes them to Dighton Rock in the Taunton River, where a translation of the stone's petroglyphs will reveal further clues and unparalleled danger. In Palladium Books' Nightbane, the Bridgewater Triangle can represent a place of power, much like in Chronicles of Darkness. The ley lines that crisscross the globe have nexi at the towns of Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown, creating the three points of the triangle. However, one of sorcerers of the Seekers faction and their Nightbane allies noticed that these nexus points are strangely devoid of magical power. Scouring the Bridgewater Triangle, a gang of meddling Nightbane might discover that the power of the ley lines is being drained by an amorphous vampire intelligence at the center of the triangle. And finally, speaking of vampires, we would be remiss if we did not discuss Vampire the Masquerade as it might relate to the Bridgewater Triangle. The discovery of exsanguinated cow carcasses in the forest will certainly alarm the local Camarilla. Stamford Warwick, the former prince of Providence, Rhode Island, may co-opt a coterie of neonates to discover who caused this masquerade breach. Without much help from their police contacts, the kindred are forced to explore the trails themselves. As the vampires become increasingly lost in the winding paths and fearing dawn's approach, they discover numerous ruins that shouldn't be there. Within the collapsed walls of the ice shack, uh, perhaps they discover a coterie of Tremere, uh, who had once been there experimenting with biothaumaturgy uh, within the confines of their forest laboratory. The last page of one of their notebooks reveals that they had remarkable success. This has been a secret frequency from Darker Days Radio. If you'd like to find more of our work in horror gaming, check out darker-days.org. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send us an email over at darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. Visit Dark Days Radio on Facebook, tweet at Dark Days Radio, or join our Discord server through the link in the show notes. And until our next secret frequency, good night, good luck, and stay safe out there. <laughs>